Welcome to another podcast from Fix My Project Chaos. My name is Elise Stevens, and today the fantastic Sharon Demacia is here to talk about coaching and project managers. Sharon is the author of a fantastic book called Project Psychology. Welcome, Sharon. Welcome, Elise, and it's lovely to have the opportunity to chat with you. It's fantastic to have you here today to talk about coaching and project managers. Sharon, why do project managers have a role in coaching the members of their project team? Well, I think basically coaching is is a really good way to get the best out of your team members as it encourages them to use their own initiative and find their own solutions to difficulties that they might be experiencing or, or encountering in the workplace. And I think by encouraging people to to problem solve and find their own solutions, It not only builds their confidence, but it also helps them to develop new skills. And it's really good for the project manager as well, because by using a coaching style, not only do you increase the capability and motivation of your team members, but by this very act of increasing the the capabilities and motivation of your staff, it means you as a manager can actually delegate more, which means you can ease your own workload. But also, I think for project managers, those project managers who use a coaching style and whose team members develop whilst they're working for that project manager actually perhaps think a little bit more of them and have a little bit more respect for them. So I think by using a coaching style, managers can also gain a good reputation for being good at leading and being a good person to work for. They're very valid points about the importance of a great coaching style. And I think that sometimes people think that, you know, you're only coaching those people that work for you or are part of your team that you're leading but in fact coaching can go across you know your peers stakeholders as your project sponsor as well absolutely i mean i i think a, a coaching approach is a very good way of of building open honest and trusting relationships which means it lends itself very well as you rightly point out not only to your your team but also the wider team to include all stakeholders and i think the other good thing about a coaching approach is that it doesn't rely on formal authority and therefore it works just as well in matrix management situations as the normal manager subordinate relationship when the person actually works to you as, as part of their day job. Do you think that sometimes project managers might have a bit of a mental block about the role of coaching in their leadership role? Yeah, I think so. And I think I think it's as a result of many things. I think firstly, well, I've done quite a lot of uh, uh, assessment and development centres to recruit people into project leadership roles. And I find that increasingly the sort of people that those roles roles attract are people who have skills in perhaps IT or related areas, i.e. where they like the idea of good planning, strong disciplines. And I think sometimes they don't necessarily recognize the importance of people in the process. Also, I think there are some managers who perhaps are very good people managers. But I think as we were talking about earlier, sometimes I think projects and project management can be very seductive in that because projects are very task-focused, task-based, sometimes you're focusing so much on the task that you forget the people bits. Oh, yes. And we see that a lot, don't we? Mm, We certainly do. And people or project managers 
I think I've spoken to a number of people through these podcasts and they a number of them it's the same line that as a profession we need to change and you know we need to focus on the people but yeah I don't know whether that message is getting through to all of our project managers and the need to change. Yeah, it's an interesting one in that I think I think certainly if you look at the research literature, I think the research literature is very much recognising the need for people to be centre stage in projects. And I think when you talk to project managers, they seem to fall into maybe two or three camps in that in the, you've got what I think of as old school project management where they still believe that if they have a good plan um, and they keep within project scope etc they will have a good project you have those that say to you well yeah people are important and I am starting to take account of that and then you have another camp that will say yes yes we take account of people all the way through the project process and I think some of them do it very well but there are others who I think maybe just pay lip service to it or perhaps don't understand well enough how best to to make to make people a central part of the project and when we're talking about leading a team and uh, whether it be a matrix team or whatnot, you can see that sometimes that people are being berated or feel like they're being blamed for things and their productivity and goes down and their increase in sick leave goes up and mm-hmm. you know the rest of the project team is just like, you know, what do we do? And the project manager's like, oh, you know, I never wanted him on the project team anyway, you know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of a downward spiral, isn't it? Because you you start to increase negative emotion, you decrease motivation, and then people see a staff member treated badly and they think, right, well, that, you know, that could be me. Um, and I think you just get this sort of downward spiral of negativity and, and maybe you start to get people disengaging from the project. But if you do have a team member that is underperforming, how can you use coaching techniques such as the GROW model to help lift their performance and feel like they're contributing and that they're valuable to the team? Well, I think coaching actually lends itself very well to to dealing with poor performers or reduced performance, shall we say, because I think a traditional approach of dealing with with um, reduced performance is that people say, well, you know, why did you do that? I didn't work very well, did it? What are you going to do next time? Whereas with a coaching approach, you'd be much more non-directive, much less judgmental. And you'd say, well, okay, let, let's talk about what led up to you making that decision. With hindsight, do you feel that that was still the best decision or could there have been others that might have worked better and you just get people to problem solve and so how would you do this differently if this were to happen again next time and it's a much more I actually think it's a better way of actually finding out why someone isn't performing as well as they can and it's not always lack of capability or lack of motivation sometimes it's just misunderstandings they didn't understand that somebody expected something to happen in a certain way perhaps they thought they had more latitude over how it was delivered than than was the reality so I think a coaching approach does a number of things I think firstly it enables you to explore why something isn't working without damaging your relationship with the individual because you're you're talking about it collaboratively and, and trying to to understand why it didn't work as well as you needed it to or expected it to and more importantly how things can be done differently. I think that they're very valuable comments that you've just made Sharon about changing that mindset about how things are going to happen and we've all got a role to play in coaching 
to ensure that our team is performing to the peak of its ability. I I agree entirely with that. (laughs) If you mention coaching to some project managers, they'd be like, but how? How can I do this? I'm already busy. I've already got a schedule (laughs) that's 1,400 lines long. I've got PMO reporting. I've got unhappy stakeholders. (laughs) How 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 can I how can I do one more thing to deliver this project? What would be your advice on how project managers could incorporate coaching into their leadership style? Well, I think in some ways it's probably easier than they might expect, in that I think one of the strengths of coaching is the fact that it's very much an interpersonal model of interaction in that it it very much emphasizes trust and openness. So I think there are three things that project managers could just start to do slightly differently that would make a difference and that would take them far closer to a coaching model of leadership. I think the first of those is being non-directive. So as we said earlier, actually encouraging project team members to find their own solutions instead of just advising them what to do or or telling them what to do. Uh, The other thing I think they need to to do is to practice being non-judgmental. So rather than thinking, oh, you know, he shouldn't have done that. What an idiot. He should have known better. Rather than thinking that, try to understand the perspective of the team member and try and gain a better understanding of why they did something in a certain way or why they took one course of action over another. Because the problem is when we're busy judging people, we we lose our objectivity and then we're less likely to really understand our team members. And the greater the understanding we have of our team members and why they do things, the more likely we are to be able to help them develop to deliver things in the way that we want them to. The other thing I think that that is important, and some leaders do do perhaps struggle with this, and that is changing the power relationship. When you're using a coaching approach, approach it needs to feel collaborative. And that means that project leaders need to practice talking to their project team members, not as a powerful leader talking to a less powerful team member, but as two people working in collaboration to influence the process and the end results. And I think this is really where where coaching comes comes into its own right, because this collaborative kind of approach works so well, because by working in collaboration to discuss problems and find solutions, both the leader and the team members have an investment in both the process and the outcomes. And that is why it is a much more motivating and engaging way of interacting with people. And I think that just from your own personal skill development, being a great coach is just so powerful. And as we spoke about before, it goes across all all your relationships and being able to think about how you might do it and and how you might enhance your relationship using the coaching model is so powerful. I agree. And I think um, a lot of the literature on leadership and and project leadership is starting to demonstrate that a more transformational leadership style actually is not only more engaging, but actually is more likely to bring about a successful outcome in project delivery. And the key skills required for coaching are very much the skills required part of the skills required for transformational leadership. So I think it's all it's all positive. It's all about building good relationships, openness, honesty, and actually really engaging people, not only engaging them, I suppose, in, in the project to be delivered, but engaging them in their own development. Day one, what would you suggest 
a project manager do to improve their coaching skills? Well, once again, it's not rocket science. I think the first thing, and, and this, is, this is an interesting one for a lot of project leaders, is believe in the abilities of your team members. Because if you believe that your team members can achieve great things and can achieve more, then that will come through in your coaching. And, I th- and coaching generally should come from a belief that someone can achieve more. The other thing that's important, I think, is, is to concentrate on building good rapport with the team and demonstrating from the outset that you're, you're good, we open and honest in your dealings with them. And then there's active listening. Now, active listening, I know you'll be very familiar with, Elise, but a lot of people aren't. When we listen to people, generally in our day jobs, and even at home, if we're honest, with our partners, we don't really listen. We might listen in a way, but while we're listening, we're busy working out what we're going to do next, working out what we're going to do for the weekend or whatever. Active listening is where you really concentrate on paying attention to what the individual is saying and trying to understand where they're coming from. And that really is a skill. And and I think just practicing actively listening and taking as much information as you can from the situation is a simple a simple exercise that that project leaders can try and that they can achieve great success with i think also the language that leaders use is important so even from day 1 leaders can practice using non-directive language so instead of saying why did you do that as we said earlier instead you might ask what led you to make that decision And also more use of open-ended questions. Closed questions tell us nothing. Open-ended questions give us a lot more information and richer information to aid our understanding. I think also, and this is something I think that most you would hope most leaders would do, being respectful. So when you're talking to someone, don't be checking your emails or looking at your computer screen or worse still, constantly checking your watch. Instead, once again, pay full attention to what people are saying and, and, and doing, etc. Uh, what else would I say? Let me think. Leading by example, that's another one that leaders could implement from day one. So model the behaviours and styles of interaction that you expect from your team. I could probably go on forever with these things, but the risk of sending you to sleep, <laughs> I think I'll probably stop there. <laughs> oh, no, one last one. Sorry, I have to say this one. And this is one that some leaders do struggle with. And that is, don't be afraid to ask staff members how they're feeling. We really don't, talk, I don't know about Australia, but certainly in England, we're not very good at talking about feelings in the workplace. And yet, actually, when you start asking about feelings, it can be a very powerful way of creating a shared understanding and creating a, a deeper level of rapport. But as I say, um, some leaders really, really struggle with this concept of asking people how they're feeling. Oh, no. Here in Australia, we do not like to talk about our feelings. <laughs> We like to bury them very deep and have Mm -hmm. them bubble to the surface at the wrong point in time. (laughs) Pretty much like the UK then. (laughs) Oh, yes. We we do like a good feeling, a repression of our feelings. (laughs) But I think that you need to make a commitment to yourself about how am I going to be a good coach, if nothing else, and think about, This is not a journey that, you know, one day I'm not doing it and the next day I'm a fantastic coach. It's like anything. You've got to try it, you've got to fail, and then you've got to try something different. And it's something that you always keep learning from. Exactly. And I think that 
that's the other nice thing about the coaching model that it is essentially about learning how to do things better learning how to improve yourself as well as how you how you behave uh, and the skills that you have and and learning is very much central to it oh look i agree and i think that for project managers they should continue to invest in their own knowledge mm. by reading reading great books such as your book project psychology <laughs> it's it's I had to put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good plug. Thank you very much for that, Liz. <laughs> That's okay. But there are other great coaching books around about using the GROW model, how to be a great coach. And I think that if you look on sites like Amazon or Book Depository, you can find books on how to coach and how to incorporate coaching into your leadership style. Exactly. And I think the GROW model is accessible to anyone. It's a, it's a straightforward model that I think is very business focused. It's not it's not that difficult to start learning to use it and working with it and finding out what more support and training you need for your own uh, development. And speaking to your HR department, they might have some other resources that might you might be able to tap into because I think that most organizations recognize the power of coaching for internal development. Yes, absolutely. It's certainly in the in the UK. It's a very popular a popular approach for managers generally to use coaching as part of their management style. But it hasn't yet really filtered through to to project leadership that much. Sharon, a top tip for project managers wanting to improve their coaching skills? I think maybe a little bit of reflection. Maybe think about couple of situations where they thought their leadership style worked very well, a couple of situations where maybe it didn't work as well as they'd hoped, and just reflect on what made the difference. How could they have behaved differently? What could they have done differently? And then ask themselves, would a more coaching style approach have worked better? And my top tip would be just do it. <laughs> yep, always good advice. <laughs> think... Do a bit of positive visualisation. Now, that's a bit woo-woo, I know. But <laughs> practice thinking good positive thoughts about how you're going to be a great coach to your, to your team, to your stakeholders, to your project sponsor, all of the people that you have relationships with. Yeah, I would agree. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Sharon. It's been a pleasure, Elise. And... I can really recommend Sharon's great book, Project Psychology. That ends another podcast from Fix My Project Chaos.